To discuss the real issues affecting the Tasman nations, this is Trad Tasman Talk, jointly produced by the Unshackled.net and RightMinds.nz. Now, here's Tim Wilms in Australia and Dewa DeBoer in New Zealand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trad Tasman Talk after four weeks off air, I believe it is. Uh, I'm Tim Wilms, Editor-in-Chief of The Unshackled, live here in Melbourne, where it is 6pm on this Friday, the 9th of September, 2022. And I am Dewa DeBoer for Right Minds NZ, uh, here in Auckland, New Zealand, where it is 8pm. And it is indeed good to be back after about a month away. Um, lots and lots of things have happened since then. Uh, and uh, as everyone tuning into the show will know, obviously, uh, and a uh, very sad day today, especially uh, with the Queen having passed away. Uh, and that's uh, the, the subject that we will start our show with. Yes, the Queen is dead. Uh, long live the King. It, uh, it broke late last night, uh, Australia and New Zealand time, that uh doctors uh, were concerned for the Queen's health, which most people interpreted that uh, it meant that uh, the the end was near. And uh, if you had a look at, uh, well, the, the last public photo of her, uh, commissioning uh, Liz Truss uh, to form a, a government, you can see her there. She's got a walking stick. She's looks even though she she was 96 she still looked extremely frail in that photo and you can see she's got a bruise on her hand there so obviously uh, it had been noted for quite a while that she'd had mobility issues Uh, most of her public duties had been taken over by now king charles the third that's going to be quite an adjustment uh king charles he's no longer the the prince of wales exactly i just wanted to go back to that uh, that photo for a second um because amy sent it to me as well this morning after i'd left for work but she pointed out that you can see in her hands that she's got what what Amy described as the dead fingers, as uh, the uh, it's known as Raynaud's phenomenon. We can see her in tips of her fingers are very white. She's got the bruising on the top of her hand, which um, you know is a sign of very dangerously low blood pressure. So she basically, as she was dying, um, she was still working. Uh, so that's uh, something that she promised to do, as many people have noted. Uh, when she signed up to become the queen, she promised that she would work tirelessly. Uh, that she would be the servant queen uh, right until the very end. And uh, that is what she did. Yes, uh, she'd always had an important, well, uh, important sense that uh, of, of duty as, uh, as monarch of the, the United Kingdom and the, the Commonwealth. And obviously there's you know, been a number of uh, anti uh, monarchists and uh, colonialists uh, busy dancing on a gra- grave today, mm. and obviously they they believe that she was one of the most privileged uh, humans uh, on the, the the planet, born into to wealth and and privilege. That's what they say. But it's an incredible burden, actually, to to have to to know that you've got to be the as the the new prime minister Liz Truss uh, said, the the rock of the uh, 
of the nation, uh, keep the 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 nation keep the nation together through all the uh, political uh, turmoil, be the uniting uh, figure. And it is like even though it's people think it's just cutting ribbons and making small talk, that's like you've got to have really good social skills uh, for that. And and one single mistake could uh, could be the end. You know, no, very few monarchs survived. Very few of them made the transition into the twentieth and then twenty first century the way that she did. Uh, she played the hand that she was dealt. Uh, she crafted the Commonwealth, uh, which would have been a ludicrous concept to any of her ancestors, any of her contemporaries, even. But through you know, with with absolutely no power, but 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 purely through the force of her will and personality, she crafted a uh, a Commonwealth out of uh, the empire that disintegrated around her. Uh, obviously, she had no power, no real influence over that. Uh, and, uh, and still, she uh, uh, you know, was basically, in some sense, the queen of the world. You know, anywhere in the English-speaking world, you went, uh, even many parts uh, of the non-English world, you mentioned the queen. Uh, everyone knew who the queen was. Uh, hello to everyone in the, the live chats. Uh, as uh, has uh, been the, the, the case in uh, the most recent episodes uh, every week, uh, we are live on the Unshackled and Right Minds YouTube channels and also on the Right Minds Facebook page. It's good to see the regulars back. Uh, Pete Osman said, can I nominate Tim to be our new king? You could do far worse than King Wilms. King Wilms, the first of Australia, actually not. <laughs> Nice to it. Well, given my German ancestry, I you know I might be you know, uh, hey. in a, a lost line of uh, German. Uh, well, aren't they? They actually the queen, are German. They are German. They made a good. They made an excellent transition uh, during the First World War uh, from that. In fact, uh, I should have sent you the photo, but I, I saw that, uh, it circulating in certain parts of the internet as well, uh, arguing that in fact the Queen and now King Charles III are actually descendants of the Prophet Muhammad. So, uh, uh, you know, they have, have ancestors that go all the way back all over the place. Uh, Granny Annie uh, concurs, or uh, what is it? No, wants me to be prime minister and she wants to be the new queen <laughs> of Australia and says Charles is a World yeah. Economic Forum freak. And I think yeah. this is the, the main uh, concern uh, that yeah. uh, people have with uh, now King Charles that will he be a meddling monarch uh, given well he has been a regular attendee at uh, davos is a climate uh, crusader <laughs> well not the first crusader king that the english have had uh, and this is where we will see the difference between uh, queen elizabeth and uh, king charles uh, the criticism that i've seen which is i think in some sense valid of queen elizabeth is that she did not speak up for uh, the moral erosion of her people, uh, you know, as 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 the legislation uh, 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 legalized all kinds of moral depravity throughout her reign in her country, she didn't really object to any of it. She she gave royal consent to every piece of legislation. Uh, she uh, uh, made no uh, public comments uh, uh, on on you know on her opinion. Well, she her never opinion on many of these matters. She appropriate. kept. She kept it. She kept it, and she kept it all. All of her, you know, her personal beliefs were personal. Her personal faith was personal to her. Um, she did speak out about some of these things in interviews about her faith and so on, um, but she was very, very private in that regard, and she was non-political. Uh, and so the criticism is 
uh, from some quarters that she was non-political. That was the, the criticism. So we're going to see what happens when you have a king who is willing to insert himself into politics, uh, most likely, uh, something that Charles III will do. Although he may learn uh, from his mother in the end. You know, when he wasn't the king, he may have been more bold to do these things. And now that he is the king, he may realize that uh, um, it, it's too dangerous for him to do that. But we'll find out. So uh, obviously, his mother uh, believed in the creator, but he's far more concerned with the creation. And that is the new religion of the land, environmentalism, climate change, global warming. So he probably will speak out on these religious matters. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, what will happen, we will see. Um, but it's not all negative. He's not just a, a WEF puppet, as someone's mentioned in the comments. Uh, you can go through and find him uh, in the past and even still today speaking about traditionalism, traditional architecture. He's very much anti-modern in, in terms of his uh, approach to conservation, rural life, uh, 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 traditional architecture. Uh, and so he is in some sense a, a an old uh, ruralist, a traditionalist uh, in that regard. So. Uh, the, the global warming stuff may be more of a front uh, for uh, him to push uh, that traditionalist message that he seems to like. And it's kind of, you know, climate, using uh, CO2 and global warming is a way to say, well, actually, uh, 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 you know, we need more, um, uh, uh, you know, we need to build, uh, uh, we need more farmland, we need more uh, green farming. And he's into uh, eco, uh, was it bio, sort of more bio farming, more traditional farming. He's into even homeopathy, uh, I noticed, uh, uh, promoting alternative medicine. Uh, so I think he could be very interesting. Uh, he could be interesting. I think people are writing him off too soon. Maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I, uh, I like to be optimistic. And I see Origin here in the comments has mentioned he's King Charles III of the Shire. And he certainly, at least, uh, uh, he is a man of the Shires. So, you know, I, I wouldn't write him off. Uh, when I interviewed uh, David Flint, uh, who's uh, the uh, uh, chair of Australians for Constitutional Monarchy, uh, about uh, these concerns that people have uh, about Charles, uh, would he be a meddling monarch? Uh, David Flint was was quite confident that he he well, he'd been brought up like he's had the the the, the longest uh, uh, run, run up. Uh, coming uh the king that he you know will know what his constitutional duty is and uh, once he's king uh will not meddle uh there was a a house of card the the original british house of cards mini series that's the the second in the, the house of cards trilogy to to play the king uh where the queen dies and a a charles like uh king ascends to the throne played by michael kitchen who begins to, to interfere in uh francis Urquhart's uh conservative uh, government and obviously it's it's clear that uh you know the the analogy that was uh, 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 that was being portrayed there, but uh, we will see. Uh, we, we will see uh, if uh, uh, Charles is able to uh, able to to be as perfect constitutional monarch as uh, his his mother, uh, especially uh, with the uh, United Kingdom probably going into its most uncertain period uh, coming into this. Uh, winter uh where 
the their uh, people are bracing for uh, energy shortages, fuel shortages. Uh, there's real. I covered on uh, the return of Tim's news explosion. The UK police are worried about the the breakdown of uh, public order and uh, Liz Truss, her uh, new prime ministership, in the same week, a new prime minister and a new monarch, mm -hmm. uh, her prime ministership will be de defined about mm -hmm. how people get through this winter. And uh, I believe some of the uh, moral characteristics of the new prime minister are similar to the moral characteristics that the new king is also famous for. Yes, Liz Truss has an interesting uh, backstory. So she uh, was raised by uh, far-left uh, parents, and uh, she was a young uh, liberal Democrat in her in, in in her youth who wanted to abolish uh, the monarchy, and uh, this is what she. Uh, said in 1994 about her, her thought her thoughts on the the, the monarchy. Uh, this is not the the full uh, two minute when she spoke at a conference. This is just a a quick grab. I'm not against any of them personally. I'm against the idea that people people can be born to rule, that people because of the family they're born into should be able to be the head of state of our country. I think that's disgraceful. <laughs> that's that's all right. People. Uh, everybody was young once. Everybody said silly things. Uh, we can, we can, we can forgive her for that one. Uh, though uh, parents are not proud of her now. Fathers, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a a mathematics professor, and yeah, is apparently so, so uh, reportedly so ashamed of that she's become a a Tory. Uh, but yes, she is um, quite a word. Say twenty first century. Uh, Tory. Uh, so mm -hmm. she's a she's a mother of, of two, uh, but uh, in the in the two thousand she had a extramarital affair with her political mentor uh, Mark Field, uh, but her marriage uh, survived that affair. Uh, so husband is Hugh O'Leary, who's an accountant. Uh, there's also a rumours uh, rumors abound that uh, she is having a an affair with her new chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, uh, who, because uh, for those who are British political nerds, the Prime Minister lives at 10 Downing Street. The Chancellor of the, of the Exchequer lives at 11 uh, Downing Street. So there's Lots of uh, scuttlebutt going going about that. Or oh, they're just living next door to each other. Well, the English are lucky enough to have an adulteress as a prime minister and an adulterer as the king. You know, it's oh, uh, well, uh, Boris Johnson the was then adulterer as well. As well. Oh. And so yeah, they would have Trump. would have had it one way or another. Uh, so anyway, fitting uh, <laughs> fitting duo for the times. Uh, mm. And uh, yeah, and a. The, the right of politics, they've been uh, eager to gloat that uh, all three uh, UK female prime ministers have been uh, conservatives. Uh, UK Labour Party hasn't even had a 
female leader and uh, Daniel Hannan, who's a former conservative uh, member of the European Parliament, uh, also said, uh, no white men in any of these jobs in UK politics, something that could not happen in the current Labor or Lib Dem leaderships. You'd think lefties might squint at the Tories and ask themselves whether positive discrimination is everything it's uh, cracked up to be. And uh, there's also a female Deputy Prime Minister, Therese <laughs> Hoffey, who is also the Health and Social Care uh, Secretary. She just doesn't drink coffee. She drinks uh, wine and is keen of cigar as well. Mm. I mean, nothing wrong with a glass of wine and, and, a, and, a good, and a cigar, but it looks like she enjoys a few extra calories to go with them. I think she's planning to be quite hands-on uh, with the NHS, like be a patient of the, the NHS so she can have a first-hand account. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a requirement that's part of the uh, diversity hiring is that your, um, your uh, Minister of Health uh, or your, or your, and so on has to be a, a particularly unhealthy individual. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, as, uh, as as you noted, there no no country for white men, uh, as Paul Joseph. Yeah, Watson no cab said. no cabinet for for white men. I mentioned quasi Quartang, <laughs> uh, the the chancellor, whose uh, parents migrated from Ghana. Uh, James Cleverly, who's the the foreign secretary. Uh, he is half Sierra Leonean, and uh, our home secretary is uh, Suella Braverman, who. Uh, she ran for the the leadership. She is of uh, Indian uh, ethnicity. Uh, she can't do a worse job than uh, Priti Patel, uh, who well could not stop the boats at all. Uh, and then uh, there is the new uh, leader of the the House of Commons, uh, the the woman who Liz Trust just pipped uh, to the final two, uh, Penny Mordaunt. Uh, so she succeeds Jacob Rees-Mogg, who is now the business, uh, industry and energy secretary. And so one of Liz, uh, Liz Truss's first announcement that there would be a energy price freeze uh, for uh, households of around £2,500 per year. Uh, she would get rid of the green levy and also allow fracking. Uh, so obviously the uh, bill freeze, that's a very short-term measure which will be funded by borrowing. Mm -hmm. uh, Labor opposition leader Sakir Starmer wants a, a windfall tax on uh, the, the big energy companies to, to, to fund cost of energy, cost of living relief. <laughs> and... Uh... Well, I guess uh, it, it will be interesting to keep an eye on uh, on the UK government as they go into their winter. Um, much like we had here in, in New Zealand, the uh, winter energy payments uh, that, that went to the elderly a few years ago. And now we have you know the helicopter money for everyone who's earning under $70,000 to get through the winter. Uh, has not really done anything to stop the actual price increases. Uh, uh, of energy and also uh, uh, petrol now has stabilized largely due to uh, overseas, uh, I guess, the uh, uh, production uh, stabilizing overseas. Uh, a lot of the Russian energy, uh, Russian oil has been re-diverted to China, who, who pass it on uh, at a higher cost. And so that sort of stabilized the prices now. Uh, 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 yeah, we uh, will, I suspect they will start to go back up 
uh, for us as we head into summer because of the high demand uh, from Europe, uh, which, uh, yeah, I guess brings us as well to the future of the Commonwealth. Uh, mm. What's going to happen to uh, Australia and New Zealand? Uh, and also Canada, of... for that matter. People forget yeah. that Canada is still part of the, the Commonwealth. They have a a governor general. I think people forget because uh, Canada doesn't have the Union Jack in their flag. It's mm. the, the, the the red maple. So the red, yeah. Uh, and I, I, as far as I know, in New Zealand, there is not a real uh, Republican movement. Uh, no, no real desire uh, to see us become a banana republic. Uh, it's oh, you already are a, on the path to a banana well, basically. Republic. So we, it feels like we live in a banana republic half the time already. The last thing we want to do is to make it an actual banana republic. So um, I suspect things will very much stay the same here in New Zealand. Uh, Jacinda Ardern is uh, probably not uh, going to be in the mood for radical change in the next year uh, because she is, uh, you know, facing a very tough re-election uh, and upsetting the uh, monarchists in her own party is not going to do her any favors. So there hasn't been any talk of that in New Zealand, and I don't really think there will be. Uh, the Republicans, by and large, are, are very unlikable people here. Well, there's uh, there was more of a push to change the the flag. John Key's infamous uh, <laughs> referendum to have the, the beach towel flag. Uh, there's less of a move in Australia to change the flag. Uh, definitely, uh, there is more of a push to have a republic. Uh, we have a Republican prime minister in Anthony Albanese, but of course, very, uh, it, 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 very diplomatic and uh, as a, gave a excellent uh, remarks uh, talking about the the Queen's uh, service and obviously said, you know, now, now's not the time to discuss a republic, but it didn't uh, stop the Greens leader, Adam Bant, who said, uh, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. Our thoughts are with her family and all who loved her. Now Australia must move forward. We need a treaty with First Nations people and we need to become a republic. Yes, and we had the deputy leader of the Greens, uh, Maureen Faruqi. Uh, she tweeted, condolences to those who knew the Queen. I cannot mourn the leader of a racist empire built on stolen lives, land, and wealth of colonised people. We are reminded of the urgency of a treaty with First Nations, justice, and reparations for the British colonies and becoming a republic to which uh, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson said, your attitude appalls and disgusts me. When you immigrated to Australia, you took advantage of this country. You took citizenship, bought multiple homes and a job in parliament. It's clear you're not happy. So pack your bags and piss off back to Pakistan. Uh, just what I was thinking, same thing for the Greens leader. Uh, if you want uh, reparations and land back, uh, you know, nobody's stopping you from giving your stolen land back to its rightful owners. Uh, uh, usually, of course, when they talk about land back, what they want to do is take your land and give it to somebody else. They're not interested ever. They're never interested in giving up their own land. They're never interested in giving up their own wealth. Uh, they just want to destroy your country. That's all they want to do. Uh, now, I'll remind uh, everyone that, of course, uh, we are also live on Entropy uh, because we still do the, the Q&A at the end of the program. So you can send direct questions through Entropy or even better yet, send through uh, Super Chats uh, to support 
the production of not just this show, but all Unshackled uh, productions. Uh, let's turn to a local news. And we always uh, start uh, with the, the health uh, report. And uh, today... Uh, they, was they get a, shorter and shorter every time, finally. Yeah. Another significant day of uh, relaxing of uh, COVID measures. Uh, so the mandatory seven days isolation for COVID uh, positive cases has uh, now been reduced to, to five and uh, people no longer have to wear masks on airplanes, though uh, Western Australia is the only state so far to get rid of their mask mandates on public transport. So, so that's a, a, a bit slow. How are things over in New Zealand in with the, the COVID front? Oh, sorry, thanks. I, I was reading a comment and I missed that. <laughs> uh, the, I thankfully have not been following the, uh, the COVID front uh, too much. Um, it's basically dropped off the news. Uh, I'm always still surprised to be reminded that we are still under the orange traffic light officially. Uh, we are still supposed to be wearing masks just about everywhere. Um, but thankfully, you, you don't wear one for religious no. reasons because you're for weird. religious reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and but uh, even a month ago, compliance I believe was quite high. I walked into a place once and it was like 80% masks. Um, but especially in the last week or two, uh, compliance to as far as I've seen the places have been have been completely vaporized. Uh, so even though it's still, you know, legal, you're legally obligated to wear a mask in uh, just about, you know, uh, many places, there's almost none. Uh, I was at the forum for the family uh, earlier this week, uh, no masks, there are either 800 people, no masks. Are you supposed to wear a mask at that? At those there's no requirement. Events? There's no requirement at an event like that. No. So okay, but, well, that, uh, that, that just goes to show that as soon as it, as long as it's not required, people don't do it. Even when it is required, uh, they're basically gone. Um, uh, all of the mask Karens have been told to basically give up and be quiet. So all, basically all businesses in New Zealand have said, stop asking people to put masks on because it's none of our business. The police won't touch it either. So uh, that, that basically well, what's means that. Uh, taking them so long to just come to <clears throat> a decision well, to, to go to <laughs> right. I, uh, what I think, is the problem is that they the the activists uh, in the Labour Party that, that wield a lot of power they're the crazy maskers the ones who are, are freaked out and they will be upset and and that's probably why they're dragging their feet is sort of an internal uh, internal Has it, hasn't stopped, um, like like in Australia now like we had uh, the uh, the the change of, of government in South Australia. Uh, with Labor's Peter Malinowskis winning and then obviously Albanese in May, yet they've continued uh, the uh, removal of uh, restrictions uh, it's to the, the point where you don't even need to be vaccinated to, to come into uh, Australia. There's certainly uh, some elbow Labor supporters who feel are betrayed, but I think they've sort of calculated, you know, where are they going to go? Like, who are they, <laughs> no, that's where are they exactly. But yeah, looking at yeah. the, uh, the, the, the COVID death rates, New Zealand, despite uh, having more stricter measures, 
it's higher than uh, Australia's. This is deaths yeah. per million. Uh, Victoria, uh, which has had the, the most restrictions for the longest, yeah. uh, still has the, the highest death rates uh, per million as well. So it's clear there's no correlation between uh, greater restrictions and well, you, less You, you can million. see the top, the top, you know, the, the top basically are the ones with the greatest restrictions. Like other than New, New South, South Wales is a bit higher than New Zealand. Um, but again, overall, uh, we're much worse than than, than Australia, uh, and the only ex, you know the only real exception we're, we're pretty much on par with New South Wales. Have had far fewer restrictions, and uh, the the worst of the lot, Victoria, is is at the top of the chart. So there's almost very close to an inverse correlation between strict COVID measures and deaths. Uh, and I think in the years to come, we'll see a lot more of that. So so I do hope that. Uh, the, the the Chinese style lockdowns will be dead forever and that they'll never make a comeback. People will not put up with them again because that's been the biggest problem. People people put up with them. Uh, people put up with this. They basically, to a large degree, they still you know put up with the orange traffic lights why it's still there. Um, but there's a, a, the, the lack of enforcement around it also means that they're not in any, any rush to remove it. So on Monday, they're having a meeting to maybe get rid of the traffic light system altogether, maybe switch to green. We don't know, um, but that means it's likely gone by the end of the week, uh, end of next week. We'll we'll, we'll have something will give, uh, and that will be the end of it. That's pretty much the end of COVID in New Zealand. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I believe we still have uh, vaccination requirements for healthcare workers. So that's um, again, all the healthcare healthcare workers I know have have moved on. So they're not planned. They don't want to go back anyway. Obviously, we have a healthcare shortage. Um, we've got totally uh, yeah five, 600 nurses that were fired. Uh, many, I don't know how many of them actually want to go back, but the point being is that the, the government's not interested in having them back. Uh, the ones that wanted to go on, on leave have just straight up been fired. Uh, so it seems like they've committed to purging out uh, those who question uh, their orders. And, and in the end, they've been proven to be right. The ones that were skeptical, the ones that said, hey, forcing everyone to be vaccinated is wrong. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, they were right and they are gone. And so I, that's a very sad indictment on our health system now, because it means that uh, all the doctors and all of the nurses are the ones who are more likely to just do stupid things uh, because the bureaucracy says it's the right thing to do. So uh, and welcome to uh, uh, others in the chat who are still arriving. I'll see a few more familiar names um, with we, we talked about the Queen earlier on and on in the show. If you're uh, if you're arriving here now. We're just quickly checking off the uh, the COVID monkeypox uh, <laughs> items, and uh, yeah, that's but that's that's pretty much it. It's dead. It's over. Uh, and another nail in the coffin as well has been the fact that the government has uh, uh, it's been revealed that the government slandered uh, the uh, women who were behind or who were blamed for the Northland lockdown. So in October last year, which is just basically just over uh, yeah, just under a year ago, uh, uh, two women went to Northland. To leave the Auckland border, they got tested positive for COVID, and the entire uh, Northland region was locked down. It cost thirty-six million dollars, and uh, sorry, twenty twenty-three million dollars, and uh, they had seventy-five police staff investigating this. And it turned out that the women had not faked any documentation. They hadn't lied. Uh, they hadn't actually left the hotel. They had followed all the instructions, and uh, that was it. And they just straight up. Uh, they straight up lied and they straight up uh, slandered these women and they also won't apologize. Chris Chris Hipkins, 
who is the health minister and who was the health minister at the time, would refuse to uh, apologize. He still says that he stands by his statements on the matter, even though we know with 100% certainty that he lied and he knew the truth the whole time. Yeah, of course, uh, the, it's been the same in uh, Victoria. Uh, well, they're the only times there there have been apologies from from Dan Andrews. It's just, oh, I'm sorry that this this happens. Like basically, you know, don't admit uh, that uh, it's it's your incompetence or you know you lied and and covered covered it up. Yeah. Uh, we have got a it is a. Parliament is uh, suspended uh, next week in uh, Australia, which means that since the federal election, the Parliament's only sat for uh, three weeks. Uh, <laughs> Great news. Mm. As, uh, Albanese had his uh, big jobs and skills summit last week, which I'll get to the detail, but there were no masks worn there, but they're worn in, in question time uh, for the, the political <laughs> future. Only science I can uh, uh, read into it uh, is that uh, there's so much uh, toxic BS in the, the, the chamber <laughs> in the to, uh, cover up. Uh, but uh, there is going to be a, an inquiry uh, by the, the House uh, Health Committee uh, looking into long COVID. And uh, on uh, it's being chaired by a, the, make sure I get his name right, a, uh, chaired by uh, Labor uh, pediatrician Dr. Mike uh, Freelander, and it's the the deputy chair is the Liberals uh, Melinda uh, McIntosh, who claims that she has long COVID, and also on the committee is uh, Monique, Dr. Monique Ryan, one of the Teal Independents. You might remember her scolding uh, the coalition to put their masks on, but here's here is her at the the MCG, where at with uh, eighty thousand fans at the Carlton Collingwood game, where she said "Go Blues." The Blues lost and missed out on the, the <laughs> finals because her defenders said, "Oh, but it's outside." But uh, the health advice TM says that you're supposed to wear it outside when you can't socially distance. And did she uh, put it on when she went down the tunnel to, to get a, a chips? Uh, we don't know that uh, uh, as well. And also on the committee is uh, uh, the new Labor member for Higgins, Dr. Michelle Anaja Raja, who is a follower of Australia's most uh, famous uh, COVID zero advocate, uh, founder of Ozsage, uh, Raina McIntyre. I initially thought that uh, Michelle Anajaraja and uh, Raina McIntyre were the same person, which is probably, probably, uh, uh, which is pr probably people say that's racist because they, uh, how can you say that uh, two uh, female uh, doctors of uh, Tamil Sri Lankan origin who have the same views of the, the the same person though what is that Rena McIntyre she has been what is it uh, in her bedroom for the past two and a half years uh hiding from COVID but she still managed to get it in the car with her her daughter so I don't know maybe they could be the same people like if <laughs> Rena McIntyre <laughs> hardly left her, her bedroom mm -hmm. But um, it was interesting, this should be uh, considered by the uh, committee, uh, a study uh, that was uh, reported in The Guardian 
uh, done by Harvard researchers. People who are highly stressed, anxious, lonely, or depressed before catching coronavirus are more prone to long COVID than those in good mental health, according to a major study. So basically confirming uh, a lot of our suspicions that most long COVID is, is bullshit and all in people's head because they're just in such a frenzy about COVID. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, uh, their, their internal state works out that we uh, sort of uh, affects how sick they get. And it's something I've noticed as well with people, the people who are the most worried about COVID seem to get it to more, get it the worst people who didn't care about COVID got it. Yeah, no. Mild. So uh, <laughs> that seems to be more common than not. Uh, something at the, at the forum of the family, in fact, was something that Peter Williams was a former broadcaster. Uh, he retired after uh, speaking uh, uh, the, the truth about COVID on air. Uh, he was asked to retire, uh, but he basically came on stage and he said, I'm not vaccinated. I had COVID. It was all, it's all baloney. Uh, two, two very loud cheers from the audience, actually. So it's the same one. I think you don't care. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, I Again, I haven't actually caught COVID. I keep testing all the time. I'm like, I'm going to keep testing. Um, but I'm, I'm like the last one in my family. Uh, no vaccines, no masks, no just social distancing. Didn't stay in my house. Uh, I can't even catch COVID. Uh, I did manage to catch the flu and the colds and all of the other stuff. But um, yeah. you, you uh, wish you had COVID. Same with me. <laughs> would it be nice sick. to get an extra special seven extra days at home, uh, all that stuff. Anyway. Well, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, I had to do it seven days as a close contact and that sucked. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we missed a big uh, chat, uh, sorry, big uh, bit in the chat that was very interesting. I'm just going to go and revisit that. Um, um, Dr. Foster mentioned here that uh, Jacinda Trudeau couldn't resist working the word diverse. Uh, so it was Jacinda. Uh, his speech. I don't know if you're talking about uh, which world leader, but I mean, they're very similar. So uh, it could be the same. Uh, talking about diversity. Um, going back to uh, the coronation and the funeral, um, the, uh, uh, sorry, let me find this comment. I wanted to check. Um, that's right. Okay. So talking about the music that will be played uh, at the funeral, Zadok the priest is the coronation anthem. Uh, uh, and uh, was the queen's favorite i, I see that somebody mentions here but yazadok the priest he was the uh, the priest who did the coronation for the uh for king solomon uh so that uh was a piece written by handel oh, are you still there tim am i still live can, can you guys tell me if tim's gone and uh, i'll just carry on and pretend like nothing happened this is why the co- i was wondering why the comments weren't coming up on screen um and so zadok the priest was uh he, he did the coronation for uh, King Solomon's, uh, well, sorry, did the did, did the uh, the anointing and uh, all of that. I can't I can't think of the word. It is the coronation, not the music. And then uh, Handel wrote a piece called Zadok the Priest, which has been used for coronations of the English kings for a long time. Thank you for confirming that Tim is in fact gone. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it'll be really nice. I mean, I'm assuming that they will use that for uh, King Charles the uh, Third, and that they won't uh, replace it with something diverse. Uh, and uh, I have, uh, I'm not aware of the um, uh, funeral arrangements for a monarch, and I don't think anybody is because we haven't seen an English monarch be buried uh, in a very, very long time. So um, I don't recognize the piece of music that was mentioned here. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't bring your comments up on the screen. Or can I? Not right now. Oh, no, I cannot. 
keep going. Yeah, yeah. I've never had to do a show by myself. Uh, uh, thanks, guys. We'll carry on. So I mentioned I'd been to the forum for the family. Uh, I'm not going to, and uh, in the forum of the family, uh, we had some good speakers there. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, again, I can't bring anything up on the screen, which is slightly annoying. Um, but uh, we had a, uh, a great um, uh, a guest speaker from Australia. Uh, who was, uh, what's his name, Martin Isles from the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, and uh, I, I very much like his speech. And he did another Q&A session the next day for my more private audience, where he talked a lot about the behind the scenes stuff uh, at the ACL, uh, a lot of the influence they managed to have over the Australian election as well. Uh, they targeted the, you know, I believe, five liberal MPs who betrayed the, uh, 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 the conservatives and the Christians by voting uh, uh, against the religious freedom bill. Uh, so they targeted uh, those uh, MPs for defeat. Uh, he didn't quite take credit for the defeat of the Liberal government. But basically, his, one of his main points is that you should be a constituency that's taken seriously. And so the uh, something Tim actually mentioned early on in the show about uh, the, ma you know, with the, the mask mandates and the, uh, you know, the, the mask Karens, uh, uh, you know, where else are they going to go? The, Liberal, the, the, the Labour government would get rid of masks anyway, because who cares? The mask Karens can't go anywhere else. That was the kind of attitude that Scott Morrison's government had towards Christians in Australia. And uh, uh, basically, he said, you know, we are going to be taken seriously. We'll target your MPs. We'll, we'll vote against you. We'll bring down your government if we have to. You should take us seriously. So that was something we don't have in New Zealand, uh, uh, you know, a, an organization or a, a character, uh, a personality like Martin Isles was actually able to, uh, to, to, um, you know, uh, be an activist in that way, a Christian activist who is taken seriously and seen as a, a real threat to political power in the country. So that was very inspiring to hear that from him. That was, that was definitely my favorite part of the forum, uh, hearing that from him, you know, it's uh, a few of the other speeches were more sort of info dumps, um, sort of things that, Things probably that a lot of people at the forum hadn't heard before, but if you're somebody who's really in the know, you've got a lot of info. You don't like you don't need to hear about how we need to debate the left and how we have better ideas than the left, and it's all about uh, explaining facts and logic to them. Like who cares? They they don't they don't care. That's not going to change anything. Uh, what's going to change things is you know being able to uh, 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 you know for them to fear you. They should be afraid of you. That's what that's what's going to make the difference. And welcome back, Tim. Yeah, I think that's the first time that you've had to uh, pad uh, when I've died. Obviously, at uh, my new studio, there was no problems uh, Monday, uh, but uh, there was a, a a problem then. But yeah, just 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 get on with it. A one thing you learn in uh, doing live streams for so long, if there's a, a glitch, just uh, keep calm and carry on. Uh, pardon the pun. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so that, that definitely that was the first time that happened to me. And like I said, it, it um, streaming doesn't give me control over the broadcast when you drop out. So I just kind of had to wing it. Um, couldn't put anything right. up on the screen. Sounds like you did good. Yeah, so I, right. um, I, got, I just want to follow up on one comment there from Tani talking about um, Charles saying that he wanted to be a defender of faith. I actually looked at, looked up at that today. Uh, um, and that was a rumor that was spread by people around Prince Charles at the time. So this is the kind of stuff that um, it's, it's hard to verify. And in fact, it has been confirmed that he, he will be called the defender of the faith. Uh, so he's not changing any titles. Uh, and uh, yeah, it will, like I said, I think, I don't know, I, maybe I'm being too positive, but 
I suspect that a lot of the negative things that have been circulated about Prince Charles when he was Prince Charles uh, were more rumor uh, rather than substantiated fact. Uh, and now that he is the king, we will get to find out what the facts are because, you know, it's whether if he says it, he'll say it. Okay. She says she may have seen a video of him saying it. So perhaps maybe he did say it. But again, I've, I saw it clarified uh, today that he will, he, that nothing's changing. So there you go. Uh, we'll finish off the the health report, and uh, it looks like the the the, the Western uh, monkeypox outbreak uh, could be on the uh, decline. Uh, this was a tweet uh, over, so. uh, a tweet put out by Monica Gandhi, who is a health expert in uh, California. Uh, so she's retweeting uh, what uh, Tedros, the head of the WHO, said that uh, declining monkeypox cases prove outbreak can be stopped or even eliminated. Agreed current outbreak can be limited, but no animal reservoirs laterally in uh, West Central Africa control their needs vaccine equity. So it's clear that uh, the vaccines, the Gynos by Bavarian Nordic uh, smallpox vaccines uh, are working, uh, targeting those most at risk who we've covered uh, before. And obviously monkeypox is not that uh, transmissible. So it is a sterilizing vaccine, what they said. The, the co it, it stops you getting it, what they claim the COVID vaccine uh, would do. So I guess that's uh, uh, good news. Um, for, for those who uh, were, you know, worried they would catch it, uh, they can just get the safe and effective vaccine. Well, um, I see the, uh, the chat is continuing uh, its discussion of King Charles. I am <laughs> um, enjoying it. Uh, yeah, so one of the other thing about King Charles, I was going to say, um, is that his, uh, I was talking about his faith in religion being environmentalism. Uh, he is very much an ecumeni uh, what do they call it? Uh, ecumenicist. Never had to use that word out loud. Um, he's not, like, he doesn't have the faith of his, his mother. He doesn't truly, he doesn't really believe in God. He doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is the savior. Um, he, he is basically, uh, you know, a, what you, a modern, one of these, Post postmodern religionists. Well, does uh, the Church of England even like believe? Basically, in... the it's fair enough is that the Church of England doesn't believe in God anymore either. So uh, he's kind of the head of that. that um, what do they, what do they believe now that uh, Jesus was trans or a woman? Haven't like one of them said something ridiculous uh, like that? Yeah, we'd, we'll, we won't discuss the blasphemies of the uh, clerics in the Church of England uh, on the show, I think. Because uh, now, Charles is certainly a very negative name uh, uh, in English history. So people are keeping their hopes up, you know, maybe something really good could happen. Uh, he, he uh, you know, the first one got beheaded. The second one was um, uh, kicked out at some point. And, you know, we got uh, the Dutch. The Dutch took over uh, the country shortly after. Uh, so you never know what could happen. Um, yeah, but, but certainly, and I'll reiterate that, uh, Dr. Foster said it again, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, uh, he, he is more of a traditionalist in the sense of supporting uh, traditional architecture, supporting rural farmer uh, farmers, you know, uh, uh, homeopathy, alternative medicine, uh, the Shire life. He's 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 into that. So I'm, I'm going to keep I'm going to stay positive. 
Uh, now, quite a bit has happened in uh, New Zealand. There have been more protests against the uh, Adern uh, regime and uh, uh, Rebel News, uh, Abi Yemeni and uh, Rukshan uh, Fernando wanted to go over to there mm -hmm. to, to cover it. Uh, now, uh, Rukshan was able to, to get in, but uh, Avi Yemeni was denied on character uh, grounds uh, because of the, his um, uh, conviction over the, uh, the chopping board incident. Uh, but uh, there was... Uh, what you, you know, every out. time I, I hear about the, the chopping board in, incidents, I, I always assumed it involved a knife, but then when I was reading about it, you know, as part of this controversy, I'm like, oh, it was just literally a chopping board. So, what actually <laughs> happened is that during like a argument, he flung a chopping board in, in frustration, he didn't throw it at her. That's okay. that's not true. It like grazed her, and so she complained to the, the police, and uh, Avi, uh, Avi pled, uh, I believe he pled guilty to it. Um, I think mainly because I, I don't, I'm, I'm just speculating here. He and his ex-wife, there's, um, there's been custody uh, disputes. And so Avi, he put out a, a, what is it? A very pointed Father's Day message about uh, shame on women who deny uh, access to their fathers. So there was... There's quite a lot of background. So obviously, a lot more to it, yeah. So, uh, but as it obviously, uh, what happened is that uh, you know that's that doesn't get you denied entry into New Zealand. Uh, there's some disputes around whether he followed proper procedures and so on. But the the big bombshell that was dropped is that in fact the New Zealand police uh, sent a uh, uh, an email to Interpol uh, asking if they could have some intel on how to deny Avi Yemeni and uh, Rakshan Fernandez access to New Zealand. Um, if you have the uh, emails, yep. you can bring them up. And <clears throat> so these were leaked to uh, Cameron Slater of the BFD. Um, and they were published a little bit further down in his very late. And it was uh, verified as true because yes. uh, they're hunting the, the whistleblower. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and obviously, this is in direct violation of the Interpol rules. Uh, the New Zealand police uh, were, you know, it is. I would say illegal against international law for the New Zealand police to actually request this type of information where they are uh, seeking to block somebody entry or seeking criminal, you know, seeking dirt on somebody for political reasons. They specifically mentioned that um, there's a New Zealand Herald. So there was a, an anonymous New Zealand Herald uh, hit piece written about them. And uh, the police referenced this and immigration New Zealand also referenced this. So immigration said uh, that they were, that the New Zealand Herald article is a reason for their um, character assessment, not his conviction, actually, which is interesting. Um, not that the conviction is super relevant. So, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely um, disgusting behavior by the New Zealand police. They basically look like the military wing of the Labour Party, right? They're politically active. Um, it's something that I've experienced, <laughs> as you all know. Uh, uh, do you want to uh, say two and a half? Is it two and a half years now? Um, early 20 was it early 2019 uh, early 2020 uh yes yeah, so it was two and a half years ago uh that the or was that not two and a half years yeah time flies it really does uh it's two and a half years ago that the police raided my house uh still yeah, waiting for the first targets of I was the first, yeah of, of that type of action 
uh, for, you know, of that type of political activity by the New Zealand police, hoping they could get lucky. Um, I'm still suing them, still waiting for a court date. Have you got a, a crowdfunding because um, oh. that's a, like there's been a lot of, uh, what yeah. is that, reporting that apparently Arvi set up the crowdfunding website before yeah. he got uh, denied entry. Okay. So... I haven't got a crowdfunding website, but you can go to rightminds.nz slash donate. Um, and there are details how to pay there. You can uh, pay, you can donate via credit card or you can, the bank details are on that page. Um, yeah, Amy's just mentioning in the chat here, Esme was four weeks old. So yeah, it's basically as old as Esme is and she'll be turning three end of this year. Um, so that's a long time to get anywhere in the courts. And, and part of this is COVID happened, right? So they've got the raid, uh, filed the court case, and then the country got locked down a couple like a week two weeks later after we filed the paperwork uh, and it's been just a disaster slow since then um, and obviously the police have been increasing their political activity since then uh, culminating now in this um, and you know, it really is undermining confidence in the police as i warned at the time uh, that this kind of activity would uh, uh, degrade the police they'd simply be seen as political tools of the labor party uh, and uh, yeah it, it, they're I mean, they should almost be kicked out of Interpol for this kind of transgression. Uh, but there seems to be no real accountability. Uh, sadly, uh, it will, it'll take a change of government at the very least, probably a lot more than that, but it'll start with a change of government. Um, and until then, we will uh, carry on. Mm. And, uh, and people yeah, exposing them, keep exposing them, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, People are upset about, you know, RV, uh, you know, legal crowdfunding. Uh, you know that if you wanted to stop him, legal crowdfunding should just let him in to New Zealand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, uh, it, and like, what was he going to do? Report, you know, obviously you had the media reports from, from Rakshan Fernandez, um, but. Who uh, we now know cool. is vaccinated. It's, yeah, he obviously would have been vaccinated. Um that, that's that's irrelevant compared to um you know the media coverage that came out of them trying to block RV Yemeni from coming yeah to and uh Jacinta uh herself uh was was questioned by uh Sean Plunkett who uh for some reason I was allowed at a uh press conferences and this is uh him plot, uh, prodding the the new police minister the supposed Mr fix everything Chris Hipkins Birthday, uh, Minister. Why do I feel like the follow-up question will not be in keeping with the time? Well, it will be for the Minister, please, and I'd hope um, to miss Minister, the opportunity Hipkins, to answer it. will then finish for you two okay. on this question. Uh, Minister, what criteria do police use now that we have confirmation that a memo from Interpol Wellington suggested that police decided they did not want an Australian journalist, inverted column, uh, uh, commas, and his colleague to come here, simply that they didn't want him to come here and went on a fishing expedition, what criteria do police use to make the decision that they don't want someone to come to New Zealand? Ultimately, that's not a, it's not a uh, question for police. It's a question for immigration. Obviously, immigration... A question for police. Immigration work with police, of course, but intelligence gathering uh, at that level of detail isn't something that ministers would routinely get involved with, and I haven't gotten involved with, and I don't intend to. Mm. Okay. Okay, so it's OK for police to decide. We give them a free hand to decide who they want here and who they don't. 
Uh, no, I, don't, I certainly don't accept that assertion. But that's what's happened in this case. Uh, I don't accept that assertion necessarily either, Sean. Could you, ask, could you tell us how Last the investigation one, leaked the memo is going? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had an update on that. But that is ongoing? Uh, again, that's a question for the police. All right. Thank you. And if that's anything for... Great. Thank you again. Happy birthday, Minister Hipkins. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, isn't uh, her government also going after a, another local media outlet, the the Counterspin? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, quickly going back to, to to the press conference. There, it's a common tactic. This is this thing they always do with police. Uh, they have plausible deniability where they say, "Oh well, it's uh, it's an operational matter for the police." Blah blah blah. We don't interfere. So they basically uh, let the police do their dirty work and then claim that they have no influence over what the police do. Um, and yeah, uh, the other, uh, and I mean, we are running out of time now, uh, people, please do leave any questions you have on the show. We're probably going um, going in overtime. We'll, we'll do some overtime. Yeah. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, they went after, I mean, this is a, okay. So you had, uh, the Avi and Rakshan coming to cover protests of parliament. Part of those protests involved, uh, mock trials, um, and these mock trials, sorry if I can find it. Um, I think you sent, sent, sent it to me. Yeah, I did. I'm just looking at it for myself. So they had mock trials at Parliament with a fake judge, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the jury. So they, they set all of this up outside Parliament. And uh, this was led by the uh, self-proclaimed Apostle Bishop Brian Tamaki. Um, so the government went after this, uh, the fake judge. Uh, so he worked for a health provider. Um, and he was suspended for his activity in pretending to be a judge. Um, I don't believe it's uh, illegal to pretend to be a judge as long as you're not you know, telling people that you're actually a judge. Um, and this is probably this probably falls under fair use of parody. Um, so this poor guy, they went after him. But yeah, uh, part of those protests uh, as well, a group that is part of these protests is known as Counterspin. Um, and they're the ones that the um, police have arrested. So the two main or two or three main people of Counterspin Media have been arrested uh, for publishing objectionable material, which likely is that they were publishing the um, uh, uh, the uh, Christchurch terrorist manifesto. So uh, they're not, you know, they're they're um, not not being picked on for anything related to protesting the government. It does appear that, uh, but no, that shouldn't be illegal in the first place. It shouldn't be illegal, but it is, and this is my big problem with counterspin. Is there's never been a conspiracy that they don't like. Um, Kevin Alp, uh, sorry, Kelvin is his name. Kelvin, Kelvin Alp, uh, the leader of counterspin, was a um, uh, used to run a Maori separatist organization. Uh, he used these uh, fake Maori passports to travel. He started a mercenary organization to protest the government. All of that. He ran for a direct democracy um and a few other cases you know uh, uh, uh absolutely you know a very nutty character um he was also associated with uh, steve bannon's uh, network at least that's i think it's where they aired their show for a while uh, and uh he was basically promoting people to to break the law which you can say that the law is wrong but at the end of the day you're going to break the law you they're, they're going to come for you you can't complain that the police uh, uh, that you're being persecuted by the government when you told them that you were happily breaking the law. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I and and the, obviously a lot of people get 
trapped in the counterspin, uh, uh, the conspiracy stuff, which is not helpful for anyone. So I think it's something that we should denounce and tell people don't get involved in this crazy stuff because guess what? Well, you will I, end up in Either, yeah, obviously, like you should not make it easy uh, for yeah. uh, the government <laughs> to imprison you. Exactly. Um, and and so, yeah. Uh, and they're not they're not they're not a threat to anybody. I don't believe they're a, they're a threat to anybody. But they make it super easy to be demonized. They make it super easy, you know, for them. So, you know, they they got arrested because they were straight up like, oh yeah, we're breaking the law. Here you go. Here's the evidence that we're breaking the law. And then they got arrested. Uh, so, yeah, uh, sad situation. I don't know what will come of it. Um, I don't suspect they'd get a heavy sentence for like if they are convicted of it. Um, but we'll we'll keep an eye on it. And uh, you've got local government elections coming up, and uh, apparently yeah. uh, there needs to be some voter education against conspiracists and extremists standing yeah. for election. Uh, so the government, uh, local government organization, uh, and the media as well, so especially stuff, uh, have partnered to hunt down conspiracy candidates. So they're running story after story uh, on who they deem to be conspiracy candidates. Um, they're trying to go after anyone who's associated with uh, Voices for Freedom, which is one of the larger uh, anti-mandate groups in the country who've protested a lot of COVID restrictions. So if you're critical of COVID restrictions, critical of uh, vaccination, there, and you're running for local government, they'll try and hunt you down and expose you um, with uh, all the powers they have. They've probably gone to the extent of um, slandering people uh, but you know, most people, what are they going to do? Get slandered by the media, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, they, um, they and, know, and they... many of these people, some of these people are. I see uh, origins reminding me in the comments here. They are sovereign citizens. The sovsets, um people are aware of those. They're basically like libertarians, <laughs> worse than much worse. Uh, very naive when it comes to power and sovereignty. So they don't, they don't understand how power works. They don't seem to care to understand how it works, and they end up getting themselves into all kinds of trouble all the time. Uh, not very helpful at all. Um, but yeah, there are some good, there are, will be some good people running for local government. And I think we're about to lose Tim again. So see you later. See you later, Tim. Uh, a lot of people. No, no, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> um, people running for local government who would be good. So I, I would use their, um, the voter education to find out if you've got a local uh, tinfoil hat dude running for your local council, give them your vote um, just for fun. Um, and my, we hardly have any choice when it comes to local government anyway, very little participation. Local government has very little power in New Zealand. Um, I think it'll be fun if a couple of them win. Uh, so it'll be good to get a few, um, a few anti-vaxxers yeah, I mean, into parliament. Uh, like, I'm sorry, like, into local government, based on, be great. Based on who's elected to local governments here in uh, Australia, like a lot of them are green socialists. Uh, I mean, it'd be good to have yeah. some far right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, if you have government. some local far right extremists, uh, give them your vote. Um, mm. Who knows? But there's there's not nothing. Uh, mm. at, at the at the at the at the very at the very best, we'll get some laughs out of it. Uh, so I, I'll go through the. Uh, Australian uh, federal and uh, Victorian uh, political news relatively 
quickly, uh, since we are getting to the end, uh, please, uh, if you have a question or a super chat, uh, please post it on Entropy. So the Reserve Bank of Australia met again uh, this Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month, and raised interest rates uh, by 50 basis points again to 2.35%. Uh, now, despite the the, the cost of living uh, uh, crisis uh, with inflation continuing to, to go up, our economy actually grew by 0.9% this quarter. Uh, due to consumer spending and uh, high, uh, high energy exports. Uh, so annual growth is 3.6%. Uh, uh, so we are doing better than uh, the, the UK, it seems. Uh, greenonomics, uh, the, the, the Greens uh, before their uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, uh, disgraceful uh, tweets uh, where a, they're promoting uh, an interest rate freeze. They want the Reserve Bank governor sacked uh, so interest rates can be frozen. And they're also demanding uh, rent control. And Anthony Albanese said that the only way to achieve rent control would be to nationalize the housing market. He was implying that, you know, we're not going to be uh uh doing that and uh positive <laughs> yeah there was the always always goes really bad yeah there was the the midwinter ball uh uh, that uh, occurred at uh, the Great Hall of Parliament, <laughs> albeit in spring, uh, and uh, Sarah Hanson Young of the Greens decided to uh, copy uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's uh, uh, dress slogan, but she had "end uh, gas and coal" uh, on. She's a little bit wider than Ocasio Cortez as well. Uh, yes, and uh, also uh, Adam Bant's uh, wife uh, also a, wore a coal kill kills gas uh, kills. And if you have a look at Adam Bant's wife, I mean, she looks like yeah, a typical uh, yeah. I mean, Adam Bant, he's you know the personification of the uh, the, the the white uh, green soylent man. <laughs> So we also uh, had the... Uh, there's there's the, something just really wrong with a political system that gives you politicians like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's four of them uh, in, the, in, the, in the house now, four Greens, uh, three from Brisbane as well, which is, uh, <laughs> which is uh, quite uh, alarming. Uh, uh, Joy Mara says, "I assumed he was he was gay. No, he's uh, he's, he's one of these snags, uh, sensitive uh, new age uh, guys." As uh, it ends in pods and eating bugs, they've still been promoting the the bugs, uh, but uh, they'll probably get back to uh, promoting uh, pod uh, people because what was the, one of these ideas uh, for the European winter? The heat banks that everyone just goes to. Uh, a local place to, to get warm. Uh, historically, it hasn't worked so well for Germany, I would say. Mm. Uh, so uh, the outcomes of the Jobs and Skills Summit, uh, I covered it on, on Monday, but I'll just run through it. Uh, well, they, they've gone for the, what is that, uh, the easy option, just to increase annual migration by $35,000. 
Also, pensioners will be able to earn an extra $4,000 without uh, losing some of their pension. The train unions want to return to pattern bargaining. Uh, so basically, industry-wide uh, bar bargaining. So basically, uh, the, the unions would negotiate with all like the companies in an in an industry for an EBA. So basically, going back to centralised wage uh, fixing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Albanese government they also uh, took credit for copying one of the Morrison government's uh, plans uh, for cheaper medicines, and they also took credit for a pension increase uh, because it's indexed to inflation and deputy liberal leader uh susan lay had a uh unique uh take on uh anthony albanese's uh, uh claiming credit here this week there was a lot of back slapping and self-congratulation on a mandated indexed rise to the pension they lauded it as the biggest rise in decades out they went talking it up what they didn't say was that the reason why it was so big was because it's linked to skyrocketing inflation. It was an automatic increase. It would have occurred if Kermit the Frog was Prime Minister. It's not easy being green. It seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things. And uh, she followed it up uh, with a tweet. It won't be easy under Kermit the the frog and easy. Right? It was it was a good zinger, but she just ruined it with that you know cringe uh, video and you know Kermit the frog and easy. <laughs> um. Down here in Victoria, we have a, a state election uh, on November 26th. The, what is it? The slogan is, uh, uh, remember the 26th of November, remember this uh, November. And at uh, Dan Andrews, he may have uh, overspun uh, himself uh, this week because he uh, dumped a uh, report a, during, it was released last Saturday, just before the AFL footy finals, uh, that said that 33 Victorians uh, died waiting uh, for an ambulance. Uh, so the, uh, the, the Emergency Services Telecommunications uh, Authority uh, uh, they have now been disbanded and there's now going to be a new uh, new organisation, Triple Zero uh, Victoria. And Dan Andrews didn't front the media until Tuesday and uh, uh, blamed the, the pandemic, even though this report makes clear uh, that uh, these uh, Triple uh, Zero failures uh, predate the, the, the pandemic. Uh, so the target is that uh, all uh, all calls are to be answered within five five seconds, uh, but uh, seconds is, have stretched into minutes and and with uh, no answer. This is about the the failures, and uh, it's because uh, there's been not a proper funding model, and uh, the the former head of Triple uh, Zero. 
Uh, he asked for a new funding model in 2015 and uh, was uh, pressured uh, to uh, resign. And uh, But uh, meanwhile, we have uh, Ambulance Victoria uh, more concerned with uh, diversity and inclusion officers. Uh, they spent... Uh, <laughs> thousand dollars to to hire these these officers because apparently there's you know some some bigotry uh going on uh as well but it's interesting because the dan andrews like taking out the political trash like when the the afl footy finals were on and then lying in his spin that even the uh the the, the health reporter uh at the age uh, uh asha asha dow has slammed him and so has a one of you because uh, she's been a you know defend like sympathetic to his pandemic response i should say and so has Raphael epstein of the abc they've both been scathing and it looks like that uh, the press gallery has finally snapped and just had enough of Dan's spin, which is uh, not good coming up into a state election. And also uh, former uh, right Labor power broker Adam Som Somurek is planning an October surprise with a, a book uh, about uh, the branch stacking years in the southeast. It's just got to get through legal. <laughs> Uh, as we we are sort of seeing in New Zealand, is uh, at some point the the media patience works uh, runs out, the, the the bribes don't work, and they start to see the blood in the water, and uh, you know, will will pounce on you. Uh, we've seen a story just this week of a health system under stress here in New Zealand. Three thousand four hundred people are walking out of emergency departments every month without being seen. Uh, as I covered on the show. Uh, several months ago now, I believe, I had somebody die uh, after going home, um, which is going to be happening increasingly regularly. Uh, the uh, waiting to be seen at the emergency department, not getting seen, going home, and um, you know, obviously your problem hasn't been solved when that happens. Uh, 400, sorry, 540 people have waited more than 24 hours to be seen at an emergency department. So you go into the uh, emergency department, and instead of waiting the usual six or eight hours, uh, you've got to wait uh, a whole 24 hours before someone comes to see you. That's the uh, the kind of uh, you know systematic collapse of the health system we're seeing. Uh, and uh, I think that the reforms that have been promised in New Zealand are likely to make it worse. So I saw somebody in the comments mention that uh, it's like we're like we're turning into the UK. Uh, that's what it seems like in Australia and New Zealand as well. We're probably just a little bit behind uh, the the. Uh, you know, chaos and failure that is the NHS. Yeah, the uh, the what is it? Uh, efficiency of socialized medicine, and we have uh, because um, there is uh, the because at our federal government runs the what is it? The Medicare rebate system, mm -hmm. which is is bulk billing because like it's not keeping up with inflation. More GPs are abandoning bulk billing, and that's part of the reason why there's more at the the ED, uh, because that's where you get free healthcare. Uh, yeah. The state governments, uh, Dan Andrews and Don Perrette, announced that they were uh, opening up. Uh, urgent care clinics so basically it's sort of like a cross between a what is that gp and and 
ED, where free health could just uh, set up the tents and get the battlefield medics out. On yeah, the yeah. Because when <laughs> a when healthcare is free, uh, time is what's rationed. Absolutely, uh, the case here. Um, same thing, like like going to see a doctor. Uh, you got to pay a little bit of money here. Uh, yeah, and I'm prepared. But, and those those figures are increasing. Uh, yeah. rapidly increasing but even then you are still waiting just to see a doctor you're still waiting for a very long time uh, could, I mean, that's why, that's why. Like it, it'll be a week like maybe a week uh some doctors you maybe you book and they can see you a week later or something if you're lucky well that's why like just in you know my own life i'm prepared to like you know pay a, a copay significant copay so i can see a doctor when i need to uh quicker you know i've accepted this that's just the way it is and but the thing is that uh like both australia's australians and new zealanders have come to expect uh free and uh, on-demand healthcare, which uh, it's not due to the pandemic i mean this was happening all throughout COVID. i mean it's just yeah. more in focus now yeah absolutely they can't cover it up under the guise of COVID anymore so uh yeah uh, it's absolutely it's 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 getting pretty bad um and it's it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight uh unless they can somehow uh you know if try they'll try and fix it via immigration for instance right they'll try and uh, uh get more gps uh, get more doctors get more nurses from overseas to plug in the gaps um but uh, you know, uh don't have high hopes that they're going to be able to pull that off and of course and, that's a terrible uh, way terrible way to run your healthcare system um and it's the, it it doesn't fix the problem it doesn't fix the fundamental problem and they have no interest in fixing the fixing the problem either yeah uh dan andrews despite all of his uh, failures is still the the favorite to comfortably win oh. uh re-election so uh mel mcphee uh said further up here build a wall around melbourne well you know we want to you know if andrews is re-elected i think you know a lot of us uh, will be needing uh, asylum uh, in, well, I wouldn't say New South Wales because they could have a Labor government in March next year, maybe to Queensland where uh, things are actually getting getting better in terms of the Palaszczuk government because they are behind in the polls and realise they need to do a good job if they want to get re-elected. Yeah. All right, well, well over to There's plenty more that we could talk about. I know... Um see it in the chat here now origin is just mentioning it's probably worth talking about the, the new new mahuta husband scandal uh yes um there was another report that um nania mahuta the uh foreign minister and local government minister um had another contract given to her husband um but i uh, we were out of time for that we're already 20 minutes over i don't have more details but basically yeah. you know the, the corruption the corruption continues apace uh and uh you know there's there's no accountabilities uh, as, as i said earlier on the show chris hipkins lied to everybody the entire country um and he stands by all of his lies and there's no repercussions there's no repercussions for mahuta either and uh, it doesn't matter they don't care so all right well that's it for tonight i'm going to go to bed and um, we'll be back in two weeks and we shall see what the future holds yeah and i'll be back next week with uh stephen berry uh, same time, 6 p.m. Melbourne time, 8 p.m. Auckland time on the Unshackled and Right Minds uh, channels. 
I'm off to 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 watch the 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 footy finals. Go the the Lions, and I'll see you all on Monday for Teams News Explosion. Please keep sending me your guest suggestions uh, for a new Wilmsfront episodes. Uh, thank you everyone uh, for watching and welcoming us uh, back. And uh, yes, keep checking out the unshackled.net for latest news, commentary, and uh, also the email newsletter will be back tomorrow as well. So please, everyone, uh, take care, uh, stay sane, uh, stay healthy, and we any other stay one, one last plug, uh, possibly next week. Um, uh, uh, I called out Elliot Ikelay, um for his, uh, uh, he said nice things about Amazon's new Rings of Power TV show. Um, and I called him out and uh, he's challenged me to a debate. So perhaps next week I'll do a show with Elliot Ikelay. Um And so stay tuned on my Telegram channel, my Twitter feed, or the uh, Right Minds website. And uh, perhaps next week I will do a special show with Elliot and uh, looking forward to it, if, if we can arrange it, of course. So that's it and good night. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Trad Tasman Talk. To keep up with the latest real news and analysis from the Tasman nations, visit theunshackles.net and rightminds.nz.